Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you so exhausted you wonder how in the world you're going to get all the stuff done you need to get done this week? Do you have no time at all for yourself to rest? I have got the answer to your problem. Welcome to the Sick Mom's Guide podcast. If my mom can do it, you can too. Hi, I'm your host, Jen Hardy. I have seven kids, ages 7 to 29. And yes, you really heard that right. I really do have seven kids in that age range. And the crazy thing is, we had five of them. And then when our youngest was 11, decided to start over, which puts me in a really unique position. Because I've been sick raising the first set of kids, and I know a lot of what does not work, and a good amount of things that do work. And I'm using those things and still parenting these younger kids. So I've got a really unique perspective. And that's why I started this podcast, because I want to give a voice to moms with chronic illness, but also share some of what I've learned with you along this journey of 29 years of parenting with still a child in sixth grade that I'm homeschooling. Oh, a child, okay, a six-year-old child in first grade that I'm homeschooling. See, my brain's a little fried too. And the reason I want to talk to you today is because I want to tell you how wonderful it is to take a nap. Now, It's funny, you know, when kids are little, you give them naps to make them happier and to feel better. And then we go through a time in like middle school, high school, we're like naps. Well, okay, let's be real. Elementary school. Who wants to take a nap? I don't want to waste my time taking a nap, right? Who in their right mind wants to take a nap? And then when we get older and we realize naps are awesome, everyone else tells us we can't take a nap, right? You should be productive and you should be busy and you should be doing this and that and the other thing. But really, when you are a parent in general, a mom specifically, especially if you're doing things like breastfeeding, staying home all day, you know, working all day and then coming home and being a mom, there's things that just get to us because a man can take great care of kids, but when he goes to sleep, he goes to sleep and he's done. But it seems like many women, when it's bedtime, can't completely turn it off and it we don't get a lot of good rest. In fact, this isn't a sales pitch. I will not get any money, but I bought this cheapo little watch from China calls it called an Amaze Fit Bip. That's right, B-I-P, because it was like 60 something dollars. But the great thing about this watch is, A, tells me who's calling. So in the middle of the day, if I don't want to answer that call, I can look at my watch and not have to get up and get my phone, which saves me a lot of energy. The other reason I liked it was that it had a heart rate monitor because I've been having some weird heart rate stuff going on and I wanted to check it out. But here's a great thing that I didn't even realize it had and it's made a huge difference in the way I look at my sleep and I look at the way people are treating my sleep and the way I am now insisting on getting better sleep. And that is that this little sucker has got a sleep thing on it. It tells me how much light sleep I got and how much deep sleep I got. And it tells me how many times I got woken up. And here's the thing, light sleep is light purple and dark sleep is dark purple. And when I get woken up, it's bright orange. So you can really see it. So I had this watch about a month before I even cared to check out the sleep feature. And here's what I realized. These people are not letting me sleep. Now, I've been a mom for 29 years. I'm a big advocate of the family bed, like co-sleeping, all that kind of stuff. 
I think it's awesome, especially if you're nursing, because all you have to do is roll over. Like, I don't believe that most moms roll on their kids and suffocate them unless they're intoxicated or high, in which case, don't have your kids sleep with you, because then that's a terrible idea. Also, let's try not to parent that way if we can. But I digress. I noticed on this app that I was being woken up like three to four times every night. I have been parenting relatively young children for most of that 29 years. I had a good couple of years there where people let me sleep maybe four or five years for real. My kids have never really slept really well. I've never slept really well. And now, honestly, I'm going to tell you, I really do think that this has some kind of effect on my health, which you may be saying, well, duh, of course it does, which is kind of what my doctor said. But you know, when we're when we're momming, right, we tend to really give of ourselves and we are willing to give all of ourselves. And that is a great thing because babies need that, right? If you don't give all of yourself to your baby and you're not there, you know, I mean, the baby could die. Like we really have to take care of that baby. But as the kids grow older, it is okay to take a little step back. So if you can co-sleep or whatever with your kids in the same room and they will let you sleep, that's great. I got a BiPAP machine, which means I hook up to it. It's kind of like a CPAP where it's got constant air, but my machine also breathes for me at night because my diaphragm is working at 20% right now, like the muscle that helps you breathe, which is not a lot of percent when you think about the fact that you really need to be breathing. So what this machine does is it breathes for me at night, gives my diaphragm a break so that I can wake up and breathe the next day because the more days I can wake up and breathe, the better off I am, right? So anyway, so we had to kick the kids out of the bed when I got this machine, because I can't have this air tubing like over kids or around kids or whatever. And I need to sleep next to my husband. So this isn't going to get creepy. I'm just going to tell you, I just, I need to be next to him, touching him, because that's just how we sleep. So from the first night we got married, and we were sleeping together, we just are close, I can't have people in the middle. And so we had to kick them out. But what happened was, it's been a while. It's been almost a year now. And they still will wake me up three to four times a night, or they would until I got this watch. And then I could scroll through my app and show them, hey, look, here's the deal. Do you see these orange lines? This is how much you're waking me up. So I'm not saying you should buy this watch. Okay. Although I you know, it's not perfect. It's no Apple Watch. It doesn't always even work quite properly, but it will give you a really good idea. Or put a piece of paper next to your bed. And every time somebody wakes you up, just put a little check mark because any more than that, you're not going to remember it when you're half asleep. And just see how many check marks you're getting on that piece of paper at night. Because girl, you need to sleep. Since I have been able to get some deep sleep, I have felt so much better. Also, another fun fact about me, I don't even start to deep sleep till about six o'clock in the morning. And it'll kind of go off and on from like six to nine thirty or 10. Well, needless to say, I don't just get to sleep straight through those times. I do on the weekends now, my husband and I have a deal because see, he got to see my sleep pattern and understand that um, I'm a lot less grumpy when I have some deep sleep. So my point being, you also need this sleep. If there's a way for you to track, if, you, if you've if you got the money, you've got an Apple Watch, track your sleep in a very fancy and efficient way. You can either do this other watch or you can do a checkbox because really, 
It's, it's the same kind of thing. You will see how many times you're being woken up by people. And then you can go to them and say, here's the deal. If you have a significant other that can help out or whatever, say, you know, I already have a chronic illness. I'm already dealing with my MS or diabetes or anxiety or depression or whatever it is that you are dealing with. The last thing I need is broken sleep. So can you please help me at night get the sleep I need? And you can sit down with your kids and be like, hey, now, number one, I'm going to say, don't blame your kids for being sick. Because obviously, if you say any little thing that hints on that, they're going to feel guilty forever. But you could say like, hey, see these checks? See how I'm getting up three times a night and you all are over five years old? This is not helping mommy feel better. So if you can sleep through the night or let me sleep, wake up this other person, however you want to do it, then I will not only be nicer tomorrow morning, but also I'm going to start feeling better because isn't that what everybody wants? And I'm going to tell you the answer. It is. So there's my thing about sleeping through the night. Now, here's another thing about sleeping through the night. My kids don't necessarily like sleeping through the night as evidenced by decades of not doing it. So what we've done for behavior here, and we've kind of brought this into the sleeping is I went to the dollar store and I bought a little bunch of little things that were only a dollar. Okay. Some of them were candies and I poured them out of the bag. So they're little things, but it's all little stuff and maybe a couple little beanie babies or whatever that I got on sale. And they each have a bowl that I also bought at the dollar store. And then I went to the party store and I got tickets, you know, like tickets, you'd go on a ride and get tickets. And we made each of the things in the bowl worth different tickets, like the Beanie Baby was worth the most, which was originally 30. But I'm cheap with the tickets. So we had to change it to 15. If you're very generous with tickets, then make it more. But it needs to be attainable. Okay, so basically, these kids are earning tickets like money. Okay, so here's the deal. You let me sleep, you get a ticket, right? Or you get two tickets every night, and you lose one each time you wake me up. Like, however you want to do it. I never take the tickets away, though. Like, once I put them in their hand, they keep them. But I'm going to tell you what, this can help you with everything else, okay? And I will talk about the tickets again later, because it has literally saved my sanity. I want to take a shower and not get interrupted. I tell them, you're going to get a ticket if I get to take a shower, okay? If you have an emergency or somebody's bleeding, please, dear God, come and get me in the shower. But otherwise, you'll get a ticket. If you do X, Y, or Z thing, you get a ticket. Every once in a while, if it's a big deal, I'll give them two or three. They feel like they've hit the jackpot, okay? And those little candies I told you, like we get a big bag and then we break them up, each one of those things is three tickets. So they can't just get, like, get one ticket and get a thing because, girl, you will be out of money and have a bunch of crap in your house that you don't want. But anyway... That's the tickets. And that is how I have gotten to sleep better. So number one, my husband, your husband, your partner, your whoever can can be the one to say, hey, you know what, I will get these little people. If they get up, you have to go to the other side of the bed and wake that person up instead of me. And two, bribery. Okay, we can call it incentivizing. We can call it anything you want. Back when I was a kid, they called it bribery, and they didn't believe in it. But I'm tired. And I do. That leads me to the second part of this. Here's the deal. If you have a young child, like a baby or a toddler or a preschooler, you're not going to be able to incentivize that child to sleep. And if your other person 
will not help you at night or if you're a single mom and it is you at night, there's just no way that you're going to get, you're going to sleep through. Okay. So we all go through those times because trust me, having all the, I have had, I have a stepdaughter. I have given birth to six children. So six times I've gone through, you know, being pregnant and then having a baby and nursing every hour and a half. I, I totally get what that's like and how exhausted you are. And so something I started in the very beginning when, well, first, you know, my first baby took naps, right? And then I had a second baby and she would take naps. And then I had a third baby. And then the oldest one was like, don't need naps, which is true because, you know, she was like seven. She didn't need naps. But here what here's what I needed. I needed a nap. Okay. Like I told you, my deep sleep is late in the morning. And back then my kids were in school. I was getting up every morning. I was getting like 20 minutes of deep sleep. I was getting no deep sleep at all. Plus I was getting woken up all the time by these kids. And I was, let's be honest, I was a complete wreck because it's just tough in the beginning. Isn't it tough? I mean, you have this picture in your head of how beautiful it's going to be. And it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but it's tough and it's exhausting. So I started this thing called quiet time. So you have children that can take naps and then you have children that are too old for naps. And then you have you you need a nap. I'm telling you, even if you can only do it one or two days a week, if you are home during the day, or maybe even right when you get home from work, you can throw dinner in for like 60 minutes, set the timer, make sure you set an alarm or a timer on your phone in your room so dinner doesn't burn. But you need to let your body rest. And I'm, I've am i done quiet time all the way through when my kids graduated. If I needed it, some kids can kind of hang out on their own and be quiet and let you rest. But there's always that one that just doesn't want to let you do it. So we have mandatory time where they are alone in their rooms. Now, if you've got two kids in one room and those kids fight and they're too old to take a nap, let one be in the living room or whatever, but the, unplug the TV or something and and. and or let them be on the TV, whatever you feel like doing. But my thing has always been, it's not screen time either, because it's their quiet time. It's their time to unwind. And it's teaching them that it's okay to not be surrounded by a lot of people and not be surrounded by a lot of noise and not be using a tablet or the TV or a video game or whatever. It's their time to let their brain be quiet. Now, if you're saying, my kid is never going to be quiet because he is jumping all over the place or she bounces off the walls. I will tell you right now that I've got three of those. One, well, I got a couple older ones and I've got a couple younger ones and I know how that is. So you may have to start small and just be like, okay, today we're going to have 15 minutes of quiet time. You're going to be in your room for 15 minutes and you're not going to come get mom. And you're not going to come out of your room unless you need to potty. Oh, dear God, then go potty. But then go back into your room. Start small. And hey, you'll get a ticket if you do it. Or whatever your incentive thing is. Or your incentive might be, it is because I said so. And honestly, I think that's the best incentive there is. For me, that just isn't working right now. So you say, hey, you start small. Build your way up. Eventually, they're going to get it. Now, if if you've got a child that's at an age or just in a space where it's not safe to leave them alone, compromises will need to be made. And maybe you have a friend that can take them once a week or something so you can take a nap or something. So in that circumstance, I would look for somebody else. Maybe you can swap kids once a week or something and maybe take two or three hours and just 
rest. And you turn your ringer off on your phone and you put your phone down too. And you're not watching TV and you're not on your tablet and you're not worried about work or checking the mail or your email. You're also having quiet time and you're going to let your brain just rest. Can you even imagine what it would be like? Because I know I've had times in my life and there's been, you know, you have different seasons in your life and some of them are feeling a bit like insanity and you feel like I don't even have two minutes to rub together to rest, but you will feel so much better rested. So you can't do it all day, or maybe you can't, if you can do it all day, this episode, you could be putting out your own episode about that. But the days that you can rest all day, rest all day. But when you can't, give yourself permission. I am giving you permission. If you need somebody else to say, it's okay, because I'm going to be honest with you, your significant other may not think it's okay for you to take a nap. Your friends may think, you're lazy if you take a nap. And so might your parents or your siblings or whatever. If they don't have a chronic illness, they're not going to understand why you need to rest. And that's why they don't need to know that you're taking a nap. You don't need to announce it. You don't need to talk about it. You and I know we need extra sleep. Our bodies need it. What's the three things I tell my kids you have to have to stay healthy, right? Good food, clean water, and rest. There's a lot of other things we'd like to have, like, you know, shelter and clothing, those are important. But without those three main things, you're just not going to make it. So if you're not eating as good as you can, drinking water and staying hydrated and getting rest, you're not going to feel better. You've already got a health concern going on, at least one. That's why you're listening to this episode. Help yourself. It's okay. If it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes or 60 minutes, sometimes I get lucky. I still make my seven-year-old take a nap because he is crotchety. When he's up, he's up and he is moving and he never stops or sits or rests. He is going. But there's some days when he's going, going, going in a grumpy, grumpy manner. A couple days a week. And on those lucky, lucky days for me, he sleeps like two to three hours. We had to wake him up for dinner tonight. I'm usually not an advocate of waking up children, but my husband really missed him today. So that's what happened. But my point is, you need sleep. You need to give yourself permission to sleep. If giving yourself permission isn't enough, I'm giving you permission to sleep. And if somebody else doesn't like it, they either don't need to know about it or let them not like it because you are worth feeling good. You are worth getting that rest and waking up and be like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I got my sanity back. I got my focus back. It may take you a few weeks or months of getting your extra nappy time in, but it's okay. Give yourself that time. If nothing else, it's giving you some downtime from all the extra work and the jobs and the thinking about all those things you have to do. You're just not going to think about any of it for a little while. And after a while, it's going to show. And your kids are going to appreciate it because happy mommy is going to be there when quiet time's over and when nap's over and they're going to dig it. So if you've got a young child, you can cuddle up with them and nap. I've noticed in my experience, my kids nap better when they nap with me. They know that they're not missing out on anything because I'm not up doing anything. So they sleep And then I know where they are and I know they're safe. And then 
I sleep. So if that's a way that it works for you, try it that way. See which works better. But I encourage you today to plan how you are going to start getting a nap in at least once a week, if not more. Hopefully it's more. And that is all I wanted to talk about today. I hope that you have a fantastic week. Take a deep breath. Everything's going to be all right. When you feel a little more rested, you're going to feel a little bit better, at least mentally, if not physically. Thanks so much for being with me today. I really appreciate you. I would love to hear what you think about this episode. You can email me at jen at jenhardy.net, J-E-N at J-E-N-H-A-R-D-Y dot N-E-T. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what you'd like to hear episodes about. That's why I'm here is to help you out since I've been there and I'm still going through it. We can do this together because none of us should be going through all of this alone. So thank you again. My music today is A New Day by Scott Holmes. And this episode is sponsored by the book, The Sick Mom's Guide to Having Fun Again. If I can do it, you can too. Available on Amazon and a great gift for any holiday that you may be needing a gift for. So thank you again for joining me. And I look forward to talking to you next week.